Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hey there, everybody. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. And I apologize for the, uh, I guess we had some technical gremlins that Mike and I were not able to hear each other. So we're a few minutes late, but it's all going to be worth it. I promise you that. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of Dream Business Academy. Founder of No Hassle Newsletters, which is my amazing done-for-you newsletter program used by over 1,200 small business owners in nine countries. But most importantly, I'm the host of Green Business Radio now in its 10th year. This is episode 527. So welcome to another fantastic live edition. My very special guest is Mike Savage. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. Apologize for the technology issues, but I'll clear it up. Hey, these things happen. <laughs> it's just the way we roll. I'm, I'm glad we're able to... Uh, Finally get it solved. Hey, folks, this episode of Dream Business Radio is brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. If you're an entrepreneur or a small business owner who's tired of slow to no growth in your business, if you're feeling overwhelmed, unfocused, and especially if you'd like to learn how to create multiple streams of revenue in your business, then you want to check out my program, the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program at Dream Biz Coaching, Dream B-I-Z, Coaching.com. All right, let me tell you a little bit about Mike, and we will dive right into today's show. Mike Savage is a serial entrepreneur, inspirational keynote speaker, entrepreneurial coach, angel investor, and CEO of Savage Secrets. Pretty cool name. A rapidly growing, high-performance organization obsessed with helping entrepreneurs build their dream business and simultaneously live their dream life. Having built several multi-million dollar companies over the past 30 years, Mike is battle-tested from the school of hard knocks and fully understands the emotional and financial roller coaster of building companies from scratch. Mike's largest business sold for more than $250 million, which sold more than $250 million in products to the world's leading companies, including small, a couple small mom-and-pop stores, Walmart, Target, Kohl's, Sam's Club, BJ's, Costco's, and Dick's Sporting Goods, just to name a few. The company started with one product, one idea, and a badass dream, and ultimately grew into a 50-employee business with $25 million in annual sales. Mike, quite the resume you got there. Welcome to Dream Business Radio. I'm uh, excited to be here. The nice little um, potential miss where he said he sold his business for $250 million. That would have been cool. I know. I I think I misread that on the introduction. You know, when um, somebody in your team, you know, sent your information to me and said you'd be a good. I, I read that and I probably read it too fast ago. <laughs> well, if he sold it for 250 million, why does he want to be on a podcast? So, but anyway. Well, you know what, Jim? Even if I did, I still would be because I flat out believe in what you do and what I do. And uh, the entrepreneurial journey is not an easy one. And the more that, we can help those that are trying to build companies enjoy the journey. Yeah, all, all, all the best. So this is my passion. Yes, and that and that is the answer you gave me, and I and I didn't forget it. You know, because um, I've interviewed some some mega stars like yourself who have achieved really high levels of success. And it's like 
kind of like myself. I, I can't go, just go sit and do nothing. I probably will never do that. Right. So, I mean, when you're a business owner, when you love the hunt and the build and the chase, I mean, you just can't like turn it off. So, and I also appreciate the kind of the giving back and paying it forward aspect. Mike, a lot of my listeners have been following me for a long time. They love the strategies and some of the tips that we point out with our with our guests on the show, but they also love the backstory. I think a lot of people find the backstories inspirational and motivational. So share a little bit about your journey. I'm always curious. It seems like half my guests go to school for law or CPA, then they become an entrepreneur. <laughs> like what was what was your path like? Well, I'll tell you, you know, what's funny. I'm, I'm doing a, uh, a, a workshop webinar over the course of the ne next uh, couple months, several times. It's about setting goals and dreaming big. And as I'm creating that, it's kind of like the, you know, how did I get started? And I got started at age 11 building mm -hmm. companies. And the reason that I did was I wanted the Larry Bird Converse sneakers and my dad said, you want the Larry Bird Converse sneakers? Go find the money to, That's to right. get the Larry Bird Converse sneakers. So I lived on a golf course or lived near a golf course and used to go in the woods and find golf balls. And I'd put them, take them home and clean them up and put them in egg crate cartons. And I'd take them back to the golf course and sell them back to the golfers. Oh and goodness. that was my first business at age 11. And, you know, I used to also have a paper route back in the day when they actually had physical paper. Uh, shoveled, shoveled driveways in, in the wintertime and mowed lawns. So I was always uh, a hustler. And, and so that was kind of my, you know, my start into entrepreneurship. And then, you know, the sort of the education portion I went and, you know, uh, I was good in math and science. So I was like, well, let's go to engineering school. That's what, that's what dad suggested. So Got a, a couple of degrees in engineering and then went to work in the computer world. And I lasted six years physically and six months emotionally. It oh was not my thing. Yeah. Uh, and so then I ended up leaving. I, I actually had a million dollar business before I left my full time job and had five employees. Then I left and, you know, I haven't I haven't looked back and it's been uh, 30 years of 30 years of roller coaster. You 30 know, years they, of grind. Yeah. <laughs> 30 years of roller coaster. I always say I've had some Hollywood wins and some soul crushing defeats and a lot of stuff in between. But, you know, now it's uh, it, it's I'm, I'm I'm doing something. I've turned a passion into something I can monetize. And so, I think I think when we originally talked, you're saying, I mean, not only do you have a lot of skill and strategy, marketing, all that kind of stuff, but you really dig the mindset piece too, the mindset of the entrepreneur. Right. I, I have a philosophy that I've crafted over the last decade. I call it the, I believe as entrepreneurs that we live and star in three movies simultaneously. I call it the entrepreneurs trilogy mm. and I call it heart set mindset and skill set. Those are the three movies. And the first movie heart set is our health, which is the one thing we take for granted until it's taken away. Yeah. Uh, our relationships and our happiness. And if we do really well in that one, if we have our health and we have great relationships and we're happy, it, it's kind of like you can check that that box in life and say, damn, man, you know, I'm 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 I got it going on. Cause there's a lot of people in our world, Jim, that don't have the health and they're miserable as hell, even though they may have a shit ton of money. Right. And they're, and they're they're not happy. So it's like, um, so movie one is heart set, movie two is mindset. And and this is my philosophy is. Basically, we are who we are based on 
a series of decisions that we've made since birth. Now, a lot of those, those decisions were predetermined very early on. Uh, our parents shaped us or whatever environment we grew up in. If, if you grew up in the inner city of Detroit with guns and drugs and violence and prostitution and murder and crime, or you grew up and your last name was Trump, you might have a slightly different start to life. Uh, so it's our mind, our motivation, which is our dreams, our goals, and our movement. Do we get our butts off the couch and go and attack the world, or do we let it sort of hopefully fall on our lap? And then the third movie is skill set, which is the fundamentals of building a company. You know, everybody, everybody has a product or a service. Everybody has a target market, an ideal client. Everyone has a strategic marketing plan. And then obviously business can become a lot more complicated than that with sales and operation and finance and human resources and cash flow and all that stuff. But I take all three of those movies, heart set, mindset and skill set. And it's kind of where I where I like to hang. So uh, it really yeah. is a three legged stool. Is, it is. I mean, you know, there's people that work and work and work and then think they're going to get some mythical date where it's OK, maybe I'll go play now. And they drop dead at their desk. There's other people who who do play and do amass all kinds of stuff, but they have lousy relationships at home and, and everything in between. So, you know, it that really is. about. You know, they, they always talk about the uh, the work life balance. It really is the work health life balance. It's as you say, it's a three legged stool, so to speak. You know, it's funny. It's funny because I saw a quote the other day uh, or I heard a quote. I was listening to a Les Brown book and he said, 82 percent of people are afraid, are miserable in their jobs, but they're all afraid to lose their jobs. And it's kind of fascinating that, you know, why are we doing stuff that makes us miserable? Yeah. Les Brown, one of, one of my heroes, by the way, that was I don't so much call it a bucket list anymore, but that early on, that was one of my bucket list items. I, I followed him on a, on a stage one day, not followed him, like chased him, but I spoke after he did, which was uh pretty cool. And we had a nice little chat afterwards. You know, he's a cancer survivor as well. So yep. anyway, what an amazing man. He's one of my go-tos, by the way, when I, when I would, mostly when I was on the boat and I'd go walk in the early morning, I, I'd always listen to something. I would listen to Les Brown. There's a few other more modern day, but Les Brown always got you going. He just had a phenomenal way about him. Um, but let's talk about mindset for a minute, Mike. You know, a lot of the listeners to this program are entrepreneurs and small business owners. So they're thinking more six figures, maybe seven figure business. And they think 250 million in product sales, things like that. What's different about the mindset of somebody who builds like a multi-million dollar company versus somebody who's, you know, maybe 100 grand, 200 grand in, in revenues? You know, that I love that question, honestly, Jim. I really, really do because... The longer that I've been playing in this game, the more that I realize that it is it is fear that holds so many people back. Yes. It's mindset. It is the aversion to risk. It is all of these different things that have nothing to do with the fundamentals of running a company. You know, they are the psychological barriers and the psychological blocks. My dad told me you are the average of the five people you hang around with. So I do a presentation I called you on number six. Mm. And if you look around and who you hang around with, the conversations that go on, you know, the conversations in a trailer park are a hell of a lot different than the conversation at the country club. And I'm not passing judgment in one way or the other. What I'm saying is you are who you hang around with. So if, you know, there's an organization that I'm a, I'm a member of and it, it's, I think it's a bunch of people that are sort of playing small ball and like, this is great, you know, but 
really, if you're if the conversations around, gee, I really hope I can you know get to that hundred thousand dollar mark, having a conversation about how do I how do I surpass forty million in sales is a completely it's it's a, it's, it's a foreign, world. yeah. And so yep. if you if you can't if you can't <clears throat> visualize yourself now, you don't have to know how to get there. You don't have to know in, in any way, shape, or form how specifically to get there. But I can tell you, I remember one one of my businesses. I actually I ended up selling the business and then I started a new company. I put together a business plan and I walked into my accountant's office and I had this, this was a, this was a, a killer. This was one of the 30 pages, had 10 pages of financials, had the marketing plan, the sales, all this stuff. And I took, and I put it on the, on the desk and I said, guys, here's a copy each of you, you know, my, my, this business, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start here, do this, that, and the other thing. And I'm going to grow to, you know, $20 million over six years. And, you know, they sat there and they did the polite thing. They nodded and they agreed. And yeah. I walked out the door and I found out about this years later. They laughed their asses off. Said, this guy is nuts. There is no way he's, oh my God, there's not a chance. Now, a business plan, you know, you've been in business for any more than 10 minutes. A business plan is only good until the ink dries. That's but right. But you still need a plan. Yeah. And I didn't build a $20 million business in six years. I ended up building a $25 million business in eight years. But the point was, I went in with the mindset. I went in with the belief system. I went in with the business plan that that's what I was going to do. And what you just said about this, first off, I hate the six-figure, seven-figure. I think that's awful, you know, because you can run a $100 million business and be losing $10 million a year, or you can be, you know, running a million-dollar business and making a half a million a year. So, it, you know, the, you got to kind of balance things off and figure out what the what the yeah, goal it's all is. about the net for sure. Yeah, but but well, it all depends. If you're running a SaaS business or a software as a service business, and the goal is how do I get as, as many people to enroll in my program, and all I want to do is grow top line, and I'm going to sell my business based on a multiple of top line. Well, top line it is, um, but you, you got to kind of know where you're going. I think that your comment about mindset is spot on. Uh, I think that if we you know, the, the old saying, if, if you, uh, it's hard to fly like an eagle when you hang with turkeys yeah. and, and what <laughs> you, you know. do with this radio show and what you do with your business is people are hanging with the eagles and it's fun. Yeah. And I, one of my expressions is too many entrepreneurs are playing not to lose instead of playing to win. And it's hard to have big paydays um, when you're making small, safe bets that aren't going to affect or put your current lifestyle at risk, but right. you're just well, not going to get there. Um, so you wrote a book I know called dream big and crush your goals. Um, is this mostly a mindset book? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. You know, it, it's a, it's a book and it comes with an accompanying, um, set of worksheets and it is, it's really about not just playing safe. It's not, and it's simultaneously, it's not just about pie in the sky. It is. So I, 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 my background's engineering. So I kind of look at myself when I'm on stage, not as a motivational speaker. I think motivation is like showering. It's good for a day. Then you start mm -hmm. to stink. But I look at myself as kind of a motivational engineer where not do that. Not only do I try and inspire my team, but give them the tools, the specific tools. So you know, I, the book is, is, you know, all about, you know, dreaming big and setting sights and, and hanging around with the right people. But part of the book is a, a workbook 
And it's, you know, you've heard, we've all heard the word smart goals. Hey, you got to design a smart goal. Well, smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. That's great. And like, here's an example. I want to lose 35 pounds in the next six months. Specific, measurable, attainable, potentially, depending on <coughs> how, much, how much you weigh. Um, relevant and time-based. So it's like all of that. So good. I've got my goal. I'm done. You're not done. You haven't even done the hard work. The hard work is what are the action items, specific action items that you need to take on a day in and day out basis? What are those obstacles that can get in your way? Um, what are some of the barriers? I mean, what are some of the skills that you may need to acquire in order to get there? And the most important one is why is it important to you? Because, you, you know, we hear people say, you know, I, I had spent a, a bunch of my career in the fitness and exercise industry. You know, those are some of the products we sold to Target and Walmart and whatever. Um, our favorite day was January 2nd every single year because New Year's resolutions go rocking on January 1st. Everyone buys all the fitness and diet stuff on January 2nd. And by February 15th, it all gets returned to the store. So. Mm -hmm. If there's not a strong enough reason to take action, um, you're not going to get there. And so it, it's the same in business. It's the same in health. It's the same in, with, quite frankly, with everything, any goal that we set for ourselves. Um, if the reason's not strong enough, you won't get there. Yeah, I was checking out your, uh, as I usually do when I'm preparing for interviews, I, I go to the, uh, my guest blog site. Your, yours is uh, thesavagesecrets.com. Um, one of your blog posts was want to get high. I caught my attention. It says this will transform your, your day, your business and your life. I didn't read it. So I'm asking you to share a little bit about that. Well, I, I have a, a course that I created called Savage Sunrise and I've learned a few things and I'm not going to sit here and claim that I'm perfect by no stretch of the imagination. I'll put my wife in this room and she will swear to that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that the way that we start our day has more to do with the way we finish our day than the actual facts or uh, things that happen to us during our day. And so part of my, do you want to get high um, programming was about starting your day with two, th 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 that particular episode was about two things. And it was about um, meditation, three things, meditation, gratitude, and prayer. And I start my day every day that way. I can't, I'm not going to say every day. My goal mm -hmm. for the year is 350, 350 out of 365 days, because there are times when you're on vacation or there are times when you just whatever. But I, I strive to have a really strong start to my day most days of the year. And I learned this over time. This was not this, this is not also one of those woo woo things. It's like, yeah. When I first heard about it, like, yeah, meditation, that's for pansies. And, you know, I'm not going to do any of that crap and grat. Like, I believe in it so much. I believe in it in my core that, um, and, and I also do some whacked out things first thing in the morning. Like, I'll jump in a nice cold shower the very first thing I do. Mm -hmm. uh, or I leave my pool open until November and happen to jump in. I'm, in, I'm up in New England, as you are. Uh, yeah. It becomes mighty cold in November. So jumping into a 48 degree pool wakes you up. But um, I, I, I have a process. And the thing about getting high was you, you can put yourself in a pretty awesome mood first thing in the morning 
um, by doing a handful of, uh, of steps. I read somewhere on your website where a millionaire mindset requires proactivity, right? What, what, what did you mean by that? So, you know, it, it's, it, again, it, it falls underneath the same umbrella as goals. If you don't proactively prepare for the game, you know, you, you, you see, I, I don't know if you're a sports guy or if you listen to the sports people, but, you know, when, when a professional athlete is getting ready for a game, they don't do it in a nonchalant manner. You know, you may be like this too. If I, right before I get on stage, I'm having a conversation with myself. Mm-hmm. I am like, I am jacking myself up. And so the same thing happens in sports. And quite frankly, I think the same thing happens in business. And if you don't proactively design your life, if you don't proactively take an active role in, in the, the key steps in order to get to those goals that you have, it's just not going to happen. And, and there are books out there, you know, I'm sure your, your audience has heard them. I'm sure you have like, you know, the secret and, and some of these others where if you just visualize and you throw out into the universe <laughs> exactly what you want and you want that, that car or you want that vacation with your family and if you throw it out there, it's going to magically appear. And I say BS because I don't think it magically appears. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't fervently believe that visualization is essential. But I think visualization with getting your butt off the couch and going after it and attacking it and trying to uh, physically grab onto, grab hold of your dream is, to me, that's the approach I recommend. Yeah. We got about five minutes left. I got a few more questions I'm going to try and squeeze in. At the beginning of the interview, you mentioned fears. You know, people, that's what holds a lot of people back. Um, what are some of the top dream killing fears and, and how do you help people overcome? Just, I'm sure there's several, pick one or two. Yeah. So, uh, I, I honestly think that fear of failure dominates most people's lives. Uh, and is it innate? Did it, we learn it from our parents? You know, there's, there's kids that, you know, jump out of airplanes in a little, uh, um, squirrel suit and fly over the Rocky mountains. You know, uh, <laughs> there, there is, there is some kind of, uh, levels of fear that are good. And I think that there's some that are bad. Uh, most of the time in our lives, the actions that we don't take as individuals are driven by fear of failure. If I don't succeed, then if I don't succeed, if so to me, the world of business is uh, entrepreneurship in particular is risk laden. No one is guaranteeing you a a customer tomorrow. You know, business inherently is risk laden. And so if you're afraid to take risks, then basically what you're saying to yourself is you're afraid to be your best self. And if you can't be your best self, then how are you going to live your best life? And if you can't live your best life, how can you be happy? So it, it all, it, it's kind of a cascading effect, but I also believe that you can't go from fearful to fearless in a second. You know, if, if, as you've spoken on stages the very first time, I'm sure there were sweaty palms and sweaty armpits and, you know, nerves going left, right. So the very first time you do some, do a speech, you're probably not jumping up in front of 10,000 people. Maybe you are, but maybe it's in front of a, you know, a smaller group. And then you go from a little bit to next to next to next. Uh, and so I think that, you know, there's a great book um, called Atomic Habits, which is all about taking baby steps. 
So to me, I think that fear of failure in whatever, whatever area you're playing in dominates. It dominates decisions. And in order to, and it sort of segues back into who do you hang around with? Do you hang around with people that play a big game or do you hang around with people that are scared all the time? Yeah. Um, I'm going to squeeze in one more here. Um, You you had a uh, blog post. If you want your business to grow, ask yourself these three questions. Do you you remember that one? Uh, I I remember the blog post. Or do you remember one of them? (laughs) You know, I I, I think it's real simple. I think in in general, um, if you're... If you're asking, if you're not asking yourself, where am I going to be in 12, 24, 36 months, you are doing a massive disservice to your organization, to your employees, to your family, and to yourself. I don't think that you can live on just today. I think lots of times we get kind of wrapped up in today in the in the visualizing the future and putting together goals for the future motivates us and inspires us. It puts some fire in our belly. And it gets us ready to go. So to me, setting goals and say, what is my stretch goal for 12, 24, 36 months? You know, all the all the, the training that I'm doing over the next month or two is is really all about, you know, how do we how do we design 2023 to be our best year ever? If 2022 wasn't great, then you can look forward into the future and that can energize you. It's like, all right, 2022 wasn't great. I don't want to be in the same spot, 12, 31, 2023. How can I change that? What are the things that I can do? What are the steps I can take? Who are the people that I can hang around with? So to me, I'd say that one of those questions, Jim, is what's the future going to look like? What what is tomorrow going to look like? What is is a year, two years, three years going to look like for me professionally and for me and my family personally? Good stuff, Mike. What's um? So I gave your website, thesavagesecrets.com. Is that where you want people to connect with you? If not, where else do you want perfect, them to go? Perfect spot, thesavagesecrets.com. Yep, I've got a few things on there. My events are on there. And, um, you know, if, if this is a live event, which, you know, live radio show, I've got an event going on Thursday. And it's basically, how do, how do I crush my goals in 2023? And uh, it's on the website. So I'd love to love to see anyone there that that uh, is so inspired. Good deal. Mike, thanks so much for joining us on Dream Business Radio. Greatly appreciate it. My pleasure, Jim. Sorry for being late, bud. No worries. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with my guest, Mike Savage. Connect with him at, and I just gave it to you, connect with him at thesavagesecrets.com. That's it. You can connect with me at getjimpalmer.com if you're interested in joining me. And right now, about 28 other smart entrepreneurs in my Dream Business Mastermind group. Go to dreambizcoaching, dreambizcoaching.com. Remember, you can get all six of my books, my dream business building books at Amazon in terms of Kindle, as Nook Books at Barnes & Noble. They're also in the iBookstore, totally free, part of my legacy building program. But that's it. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, and you take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free dream business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.